Good afternoon. Happy Thursday. Welcome to the show. It is time once again to head back to the window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this every single day, Monday through Friday, as Scott and I help you to guide you on your journey. The place we all want to go, Scott, to head back to that window to cash those winning tickets. Or open up the app and see how much you've won, right? Yep, something like that. How'd your day go yesterday? Uh, not great. I had a play of the day. Uh, the team lost by about 30, so that wasn't ideal. Hmm. But it happens. Still a pretty good week overall. Uh, you lose one out of five to start a week or one out of four to start a week. It doesn't matter what the margin is. You're still up in general. So it could be worse. But definitely not a fun time to have a winning streak snapped by about 30 points. You ever do the, po- you ever do the points bet thing? You ever make any of those bets? Oh, you mean the lightning bets? Well, where you 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 win more or lose more based on the margin of victory. That's a lightning bet. Light yeah. lightning. I, bet? I have never done points bets. Not legal in New York yet. It's mm. it got passed, but they haven't officially uploaded the platform or software for it yet. I don't know when, but I'll definitely look into it when as soon as that becomes available. That would have been a brutal game for you yesterday. Uh, J.C. Stone in the house. What's up, fellas? We're ready to rock and roll. Brandon DeLeo is here. James Mounts. Casino. Thunderous Thursday. I like that. I like that, man. Um, Did okay. I had Fordham plus the two for my play of the day. That ended up being a hell of a finish. That was was a good good game to watch. They went out right? They did. They ended up winning uh, a not quite a buzzer beater, but about 1.4 seconds left. And we had... uh, Miami faded those Hawks, man. Hawks playing bad basketball right now, brother. Heat was free money there. Missed out on the UT Chattanooga, Western Carolina. Over. They just really never got off the bus there. So Nathan Cerna is around. King Me is here as well. Quick reminder, everybody, that we will be doing our NFL show, be doing our playoff special immediately following this one. Uh, as long as it takes to just... Get out, set up another broadcast, and be right back in. So stay tuned for that, as we'll be talking about these six playoff games over this weekend. But, uh, of course, we always want to, uh, up at the, up top here, remind you guys to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or whatever platform you happen to be watching on if you're over there on uh, on Twitch, if you're over on Facebook Live, whatever it is, make sure that you uh, give us the accolades that, that we that we so desire. And, of course... If you're checking us out in podcast form, don't forget to rate and review on the podcast. And most importantly, check out our friends Jim Williams and Chris King every single day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time as they do their show, Just Parlay. So, Scott, we've got a uh, we've got a new deal going here. We, we've got uh, our partnership with Caesars. They've kind of taken it to the uh, kind of taken it to the next level, you might say. And I've got this. I've got this banner all set up here, so we're gonna we're gonna run this uh, because they've got it. It's a pretty cool thing here. Let me see if I can. There it is. It's the Empire State Royal Welcome, and basically you get three hundred dollars in bonus cash on a sign up. Plus, we'll match your first deposit up to three grand. Three grand, Scott. Three grand. Winners promo. Winner. Uh, the promo code is. Winers new, Winers new, just like it sounds, and it is scrolling there. So make sure if you are in the state of New York that you put in Winers new. Of course, they still got their regular thousand and one dollar initial uh, bet bonus 
deal running as well. So make sure you check that out as well. And of course, the code for that is video winners. With both these promotions, make sure it is legal in your state and you must be 21 to play. So do check that out. All right. It's pretty cool because you got it running right there. So if you forget it, go back and watch the video and it's right at the beginning. So, oh, do Browns backers in the house? What happened to our Bulls last night, Scott? Uh, was that their B squad they put in there? It actually wasn't. The Bulls used pretty much everybody they used the day prior, and they just got run out. They It was a close game. They were down two at the half. Right. They're at home. You figure they'll make some adjustments. They made some adjustments, just all the wrong kinds, because they got outscored by about 34 points in the four, in the second half. So, no, the Bulls weren't missing anybody randomly. Uh, Harden and Kyrie both ended up playing, which I thought was a bit surprising, but they absolutely buried Chicago in the second half. It happens. It is what it is. Hey, I want to give I'm going to give um, ourselves a shout out and all of, a, of the writers over there at Winners and Winners. Back at you, City hit a sixteen parlay to a sixteen parlay two days ago based on y'all's website predictions, turned ten dollars into six forty. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of stuff you like to hear right there. Fantastic. It's a good day. Uh, JC asking if Caesar comped us a presidential suite, just a couple of chariot rides. I wish. I wish. I wish. I'll tell you what, the next time I go back to Vegas, I will definitely call Caesars and ask, what's the worst that could happen? You can ask. You can say no, right? Yeah, they can say no, and then it's like, all right, cool. Um, thoughts on the over 213 New Jersey? I'm assuming they mean the, the Nets and OKC. I like the throwback to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's like a decade old at this point. You like that? I'm not going to take an under with the Nets. Can't do it. I, I mean, Oklahoma City's not a good offensive team. They did score a decent amount of points against Washington when we backed them to cover, but the Nets have given up 110 plus in each of their last 10 games. So you're looking at an Oklahoma City team total of about 104 and a half. Blindly against the Nets, I think every win total should be about 110 because yep. the Nets just hand out 110 points. So I don't mind the over there. The Nets could score 120. Oklahoma City could score 110. There are a couple of ways for you to cash that, but I do think you'll see some points. I would agree with that. Uh, we'll take we'll take a look at one more, and then we'll get we'll get rolling. Uh, Nathan Cerner wants to know thoughts on Southern Miss, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech laying 19 at home. Scott, good team. Are they that good? Well, Southern Miss can't really score. They're not a very good team, but I'm not a good team. But I know what a good team is, and I really have to question if you think it's worth laying 19 points in conference play, which is usually a tough ask. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, boy. How many points do you think Louisiana needs to actually score in order to cover that? I would say to cover 19 points, they have got to put up 62. 75, 80? Uh, I, I was going to say 82 to 84, probably. Right. Put Southern Miss in the, in the mid sixties. We'll be able to actually do that because Southern Miss plays slow, doesn't it? Yeah, they they score nothing, man. They've 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 topped sixty five twice this season. Looks like not ideal. Not I'd a, look at an under. Mm-hmm. If you if you just think that Southern Miss is going to roll over, then you are expecting their offense to roll over. One thirty eight. Touch that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think the question you have to ask is, do you think Southern Miss gets to 60? I am not sure about that. So I'd probably look at an under if I had to play anything in that game, but I don't feel great well, about anything in looks that like match. They've, they've, laid, they've laid double digits four times. 
or three, excuse me, three times. And uh, I've covered them all three times. Okay. Covered 16 against Monroe, covered 12 and a half against Texas Southern, covered 13 against UTSA. I think the argument you can make is that if Louisiana Tech does cover, let's say they score 80, then I do think you might be in a spot where Southern Miss scores 55. I just, I have a hard time expecting Southern Miss to score 60. So I kind of have to lean to the under. Fair enough. Um, for me, if, if as a side, it's, I think it's Southern Miss or pass. I don't love it. I got to be honest with you. I'd, I'd stay away, but I kind of agree with you. Two bad teams going at it, Scott. Um, Euler Foster wanted to know about uh, Buffalo, or excuse me, Butler and Georgetown. Georgetown at home catching a point and a half from a Butler Bulldogs team just four and nine against the number. I, oh, God damn, I don't, I don't like this Bulldog. Georgetown at home, what happened? They lost but to Marquette by 60 last time they were yeah. at home. They lost 40 or so. Marquette's not bad, though. I mean, they beat Illinois earlier this year. No, no Coburn, but still, uh, they're a decent team. Georgetown's been a mess. I don't think Patrick Ewing's a good coach, but luckily or not, or unfortunately, he will not be there for this game because he's sick. So you have an assistant coach who's going to be keeping control of the of the sidelines. I'm going with Georgetown, though. With two bad teams, I'll take the home team in conference play. Okay. Yeah, I'm... Uh, you? Yeah, I, I, it's hard for me. We've been fading this Butler team all year long. They're flaws with both teams, but Georgetown at, on the road is useless. At home, they're watchable, which is a step in the right direction. Butler's just bad. Look at the injuries here. The issue that I have with Butler in this situation is that Butler doesn't exactly have many quality big men. Georgetown, they usually have a couple of guys who can dominate on the glass. That's the same case this year. The guards aren't great, but I do think Georgetown should win the rebounding battle pretty handily. And when you're looking at a game that's practically a pick those extra possessions are huge. So I'll take Georgetown at home. Okay, fair enough. Hey, let's uh, let's get it rolling. I know we've got a lot of games to take a look at and uh, a lot of people weighing in from the comment section, but let's... Uh... Let's get it out of the way first. Let's find out who the winners and who the winners were yesterday in uh, the uh, Thursday edition of Call the Cobbs. All right, Scott, we'll get her rolling in the uh, college basketball ranks. We had Cincinnati minus 10.5 against East Carolina. Oh, man, up by 11. All you have to do is guard against the last second, worthless, meaningless, absolutely no reason to take it, three-pointer by East Carolina. And you didn't. They made it a three-point shot with six seconds left. Up by eight, Cincinnati just runs out the clock. Nobody fouls, although I have seen them. I have seen fouls that stupid before, down eight with six seconds left, but not last night. Yet Cincinnati minus 10.5. So close, yet so far. Call the cops. And looking at college basketball again, if you had UT Martin and Moorhead State over 138.5, you're in decent shape. You got 136 with about 129 to go. Two points in the final 129. Game landed 138. Scandalous. Scandalous. By the way, that was our silver medal game for uh, Bet the Farm yesterday. I did, I did like Moorhead State there. And the oh. game was a little bit lopsided, so it wasn't like that both teams were really trying to hold the ball. Right. Kind of just get some of the bench guys in, take some shots. But nobody made a shot in the final 129, and you ended up picking up a loss. We should have hit our farm play yesterday, and we should have hit our prop. That was scandalous. He was in good shape. Yeah. He had no rebounds in the fourth quarter. Yep, exactly right. And finally, 
If you had St. John's UConn under 152 and a half, St. John's led by one with one second left. UConn got fouled, made one of two free throws. You needed either <sighs> zero or two. One's the one thing you can't have there if it, you have an under. It ends up 71-71, 142, and they cranked it up in overtime, never a doubt, as that game landed at 164. You're 152 and a half. Just a distant memory. Bye-bye. Got to call the cops. I actually watched it. It was a brutal foul call. At no point did I think it was a foul, but it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Well, the other side of the coin are the people that were sitting exactly where you wanted to be. They had the nice, easy wins, no sweat, negative perspiration, as they used to say. You know who you are because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So, first one in the NBA, if you had the Knicks, plus two and a half against the Mavericks, they led by 11 points at half, they won by 23 points, bing bong. Bing bong. Hey, how about those Cavaliers? Break up the Cavs. You had the Cavaliers plus five and a half against the Jazz. Never trailed. Put the Jazz uh, in their place, and they ended up winning that one by 20. Congratulations, Cavs backers. You are in the rocking chair. And the last one in hockey, if you had the Maple Leafs and the Coyotes under six goals, you had one goal in the first period, no goals in the second period, and the game ended 2-1. to one. All right. So, Scott, I want to talk about this. Um, we haven't done one in a while, but this is a well-deserved one. I don't know if you knew about this, by the way. I did, did you know not. I had not heard about this. I'm anxious, to, I'm anxious to hear about it. Let's find out who it is as we spread a little knowledge and... Find out who today's donkey of the day is. All right, go ahead, bud. So for this one, I actually looked up the guy's name, but I don't want to completely dox the guy. Uh, it was a referee in a soccer tournament called the Africa Cup of Nations, which is a pretty serious tournament in the continent of Africa. Checks and out. one referee, let's just say, either intentionally ended the game early or forgot how to tell time because I've never seen this before. I don't think you would have have either, mm -mm. but what happened was that there was a game going on between Tunisia and Mali and the referee ended the game in the 85th minute. Then he came back. They brought the players back and they realized that the time was messed up and he ended it again in the 89th minute. Now, of course, soccer is the opposite, where you have more time added once the clock actually runs out, but he prematurely ended the game twice. All the people left, and then 30 minutes later, they tried to resume the game, and Tunisia's coach just said, no, nah, screw it, we're done. So, I don't know what just happened. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, but a referee prematurely stopped the game before injury time, twice. It's one of the biggest potential corruption scandals I've ever seen. Premature, it's the most blatant ones I've ever seen. Premature evacuation, Scott. That is true. Whoa. And I actually did hear, coincidentally, that this same referee was accused of corruption in a Champions League match earlier in his career. So, so what was the score? Was, I, I assume it was a close. Been accused before. Give us a little context. What was the score? What were they trying to avoid there? The truth is, I really don't know. I don't know what side they had, but all I know is that 
if you end a match on two separate occasions early and you have a history of being potentially corrupt, you should never referee a soccer match ever again. People weighing in the comments section on their particular theories. He owed money. Must have been high on PCP or crack. But what do you do? You're sending in a national team. It's not like it's a makeshift peewee soccer pickup game. Right. It's a game where you're trying to represent your country. And you... But I don't want to say that they got robbed because Mali was a guy down. They weren't going to... Sorry, Tunisia was a guy down. They weren't going to win the match. Right. But still, you got to at least let them play the full 90 potentially 94 minutes that's a joke right yeah no question i'm assuming he'll be disciplined or something somewhere tunisia okay all right very good um all right so i'll let you talk about this one or that one i'll uh i'll take up the mantle on this one <laughs> uh let's find out who it was there was definitely some drinking going on last night in the casinos in the sports books and nowhere was it more evident than this game. Oh, man. Hey, odds makers, I think you're drunk. Well, Scott, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but my alma mater is the University of Missouri. And generally, a decent basketball team. They generally sneak into the tournament, maybe have a chance to win a first-round game, do pretty well because they're in the SEC. Uh, this may not be their year for any of those things to happen because last night they played a game against their quote-unquote rival, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Arkansas was favored by 14 and a half against Missouri. Man, that sounds like a lot of points. Missouri, usually pretty good, right? Arkansas, you know, they're kind of having a down year. They're not great. Well, Scott, they were by 34 at halftime were the Arkansas Razorbacks, and Missouri made nothing resembling any sort of a valiant effort in the second half. No kind of fantastic comeback to close the gap. Arkansas wins by 44 uh, missing the line by 29 and a half points. Hey, odds makers, uh, just like Missouri fans after that game, I think you're drunk. I'm trying to remember what the score was early on. Wasn't it like 32 to 6? It was brutal. Like, it was brutal. I remember nine minutes into the game. Or yeah, something? I, I remember seeing that score, and it, it was, was it was awful. Yeah, I don't know what to do with the Missouri team. I think. Um, you know, I, what do you even do? Do you just fire the coach? I mean, you're not going to throw the players out on scholarship. I no. mean, the team's just awful. I don't know what you're supposed to do. No, you have to. Uh, you made the tournament last year. You lost some pieces. Did they lose a ton of pieces? They lost some. I didn't think they lost everybody. Yeah, they lost their inside presence. But I'm just saying one guy doesn't change the fact that this was a tournament team last year, and now they're getting run out by Liberty Biberty in Arkansas. UMKC and UMKC. That too. That too. Yeah, the uh, that's the, that's not one guy. That's that's a full on either coaching issue or roster makeup issue. Yeah, I you know I like Quanzo Martin, but I don't think he's I don't think he's going to last. He may not make it the season. Missouri not generally a pull the trigger in the middle of the season kind of school, so he may let them limp to the finish. I don't see how he comes back next year. And the my other team that I root for, K State. The chorus, uh, the cacophony of voices is growing louder. The calling for the uh, firing of uh, Bruce Weber there as well. I can't believe he's still there. Just about the time you're ready to dump him, he does something pretty good, and you're like, oh, we'll keep him another five years. But they, uh, if you didn't watch that game last night, and I don't blame you if you didn't have a rooting interest or a betting interest, uh, K-State up by four points with 20 seconds left, uh, 15 seconds left, ended up uh, losing the game by three. When was, when was the last time Weber actually won a tournament game? Like five years ago? Uh, a big big dance. 
Yeah, because they lost to UC Irvine in the first round a couple years ago, and then they've been terrible since. But I know they made that run. They lost to Loyola Chicago. I want to say that was four years ago. I, I, that was my, I think that was my son's junior year. I was going to say, though, the last win they had in the tournament was against Kentucky like four years ago. I think that's right. Yeah, four years ago. Okay. Mm, brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right, let's check in with the comments and see what everybody's doing here. Youngstown to cover at home. Um, we might talk about it later. We, we will. Not. We will definitely. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. We will. We will definitely address that towards the end of the show, if you will. Um, what do you think about the Penguins? Penguins. Scott, you want to just the uh, like I said, we're gonna, we're talking about Youngstown State here in a little while. We might have something a little bigger planned for them as far as the NHL goes. Pittsburgh, what do you think? Well, I have to acknowledge the form that they're in because they're playing really well. I know the Kings have been pretty solid defensively at home. They've had a couple of shutouts recently or a couple of really solid defensive performances. I don't think they have the firepower. And you're looking at what Pittsburgh has. Malkin came back. He scored two goals in his first game back. We know Crosby's great. They just have a bunch of guys. And you're looking at what the Kings have. They have decent goaltending. Do they have much else? Not really. So I'm looking at Pittsburgh there. I don't mind a Kings team total under if you think that Pittsburgh's defense shows up for this game. But the line does seem a bit short. Pittsburgh currently around minus 140. But you're looking at the form of this team, 21-9-5. and You're going through the actual goalie numbers. Jari's been fantastic. Uh, can go through form. Pittsburgh and Los Angeles have played well recently. But the Kings are averaging just 2.67 goals per game. They really can't score, and Pittsburgh can. I got to go with the Penguins in that one. Okay. Good goaltending doesn't worry in this one? Of course it does, but I think Pittsburgh has good goaltending too. So if you think that both of them should play well, I'll take the team that actually has a power play. Somebody asking about Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. You know what? I like this Texas Tech team seems to be rounding into form. They've – They've played pretty pretty good basketball. They they beat Kansas the other night uh, as a seven point dog. They ended up winning that one by eight. They've uh, really turned up the defensive pressure. I don't like the way this Oklahoma State team is playing right now, Scott. They've uh, they've played just two true road games. One of them against Oral Roberts, where they snuck out a one point win as nine and a half point chalk, and then most recently where they just played up in. Uh, Morgantown on Ooh. Tuesday night, we uh, we were on the right side of that as they uh, ended up losing that one by ten. Or Oklahoma State did. I I like I like Tech in this spot. Where are you at? This one has me torn because there has been some money coming on Oklahoma State, and you have to wonder after the huge comeback upset win against the number one team in the country, is this a letdown spot? That's really the only question you have because on paper. Tech should win this game handily. Right. They're a much better team. They just beat the number one team. The question is, do you think they are going to be a little bit, I don't want to say hungover, but probably hungover, but in general, are they going to be a little bit fat and happy after that game? Are they going to no-show? Right, that's a pretty I good... I still th- think they're going to cover. Oklahoma State doesn't show me anything on the road, so I, I can't pick them to win, but I am going to acknowledge that if you think it's a good letdown spot, then I don't mind maybe taking a sprinkle on Oklahoma State money line. I'm not going to do that, but you can make that argument. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good week there. That's a pretty good back to back week when you beat KU at home and then go on the road and beat Baylor, the number one team, previously undefeated. 
And now you go home and face an unranked Oklahoma State team that's relatively middle of the road. It does seem like a potential letdown spot. Mm-mm-mm. Somebody put, uh, oh, did David Culley get fired? Well, he should get fired. Uh, I'm trying to remember the game. It was against, I think it was the Thursday night game against Carolina. Didn't he punt on like fourth and three from the 41-yard line or something? Something like that, yeah. And I'm just like, this guy's an absolute idiot. But, fair. Somebody, J.C. Stone talking about the uh, um, Colorado game. Oh, Z.Y. Carter wants to know about uh, the Kings pens under five and a half. I think that'd be Arlene, wouldn't it? Yeah, I like Pittsburgh winning, but if you want to be, if you want to focus on the amount of goals or the lack thereof, I don't mind a Kings team total under. It's tough to take a full under with the Penguins because they were already good offensively. Now Malkin's back, two goals first game. He's on the power play as well. That special teams unit for Pittsburgh is ridiculous to watch when healthy. So I'd probably lean to the Kings team total under instead. Colorado, Arizona, Arizona laying 16, Scott. This is a Colorado team that's playing a little better basketball. Um, at least they finished up They finished up their non-con strong and have started well against the state of Washington. They've won five straight. Uh, this Arizona team, obviously very, very strong. They had the loss against Tennessee. And I think that's, if I'm not mistaken, that's their only loss on the season, right? Uh, yeah, right now I'd make the argument top three team in the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, 16 is a ton of points though. I get that. Um, when they'll lay 16 in a conference game, not particularly, um, looking at an important piece, which is the fact that since December 23rd, Arizona's played one game, not ideal. No. Wasn't their fault. They had some COVID issues. They just didn't play many games, but when you have barely seen the court, your last game was on the third against Washington. I can't lay 15 and a half. I expect them to come out a bit rusty just based on the lack of actual playing time for the last couple of weeks. Give me Colorado plus the points. And I also like the under. Both teams are pretty good defensively, but I do think Arizona offensively will look a bit sluggish since it hasn't played in 10 days. 153 seems a bit high. Yeah, this is a Colorado team that played at UCLA. They were 13-point dogs, and they did end up beating the number there, albeit by just one, but uh, they can cover big numbers on the road. So I'm not... I want to see what Arizona has coming back from the break. Like you said, they played just once, and that and hell, that was ten days ago. They also didn't cover; they were favored by twenty plus against Washington. Yeah, they win by they win by sixteen. They're they're twenty four and a half point chalk. So, um, Rangers at San Jose. I'm going with the Rangers on that one. Okay, uh, Rangers are still a solid hockey team. Currently a playoff team. San Jose is not, but. You're looking at just the current form of these teams, and the Rangers have been pretty good on the road. Uh, 13 and 9, just solely based on wins and losses. But the Rangers have been a solid team. They've been kind of a sleeper for most of the season. San Jose's won three in a row, beat Detroit, beat Buffalo, beat Philly. I can't say any of those teams are really good. I mean, Detroit, we know, is bad. Buffalo's got awful. And the Flyers have a losing record. So I'm not going to overreact to beating a bunch of bottom feeders. I think the Rangers are getting a good price here. Uh, I would go with New York. How do you like Wisconsin in a revenge spot after taking an 18-point beat down from Ohio State earlier in the season in Columbus? Um, it's a tricky spot where normally you'd assume they'd split the home and home. Right. Where whichever team's the home team wins. Wisconsin playing a lot better. I think Johnny Davis should be favored to win player of the year. Not even being a homer, just... Being honest, he's dropped 25 points in, what, like eight straight games? He's right. been fantastic. 
The issue that I have is Wisconsin's lack of interior size. And I do think that with Lytle and company, you're going to see Ohio State fare pretty well on the glass. So I do think that Wisconsin in the Kohl Center should have a nice home crowd behind it. Do I want to lay three with them in this spot? Not really. I would probably take Ohio State plus the points. You? I'd probably go the other way. I think this is a good. Reve- I think it's. I think these teams are very close. Yeah, I think it's a good revenge spot. I like the way uh, they've won five straight since losing there at Ohio State. They've covered their last three. They they covered they've covered their uh, last three conference games there against Purdue, Iowa, and Maryland. That's it's a pr- not a slam dunk if you like Wisconsin. If you want to make a an underdog play on Ohio State, remember that Wisconsin at home is usually very tough to beat. But I don't mind it at a plus price because I do think talent wise, Ohio State is the better team. Okay, uh, Ohio State play, has played pretty well on the road this year in conference play. They're going, they've gone two and one on the road, uh, taking care of business against Penn State, Nebraska, uh, losing against Indiana. So there is a, a little bit of a body of work there that shows they can play away from home. Nathan likes the Badgers. There you go, Nathan's Nathan's riding with me. Uh, I'm rooting for the Badgers, of course, but I do think that it's going to be a very close game throughout. Probably tend to, I'd probably tend to lean over there, too. It's the Ohio State team that doesn't play fantastic defense, especially on the road. That's rare. Wisconsin's actually scored some points this year. Yeah, they have. They have. Um, well, what else we got there? What else you see? Uh, I saw somebody asking about the Indiana-Iowa game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Earlier. Yeah. Uh, I saw the line opened up at three. Now it's at four and a half. I was really, really close to taking Iowa as my play of the day. It was right there, and I decided not to, and money came in on it. The issue that you have with Indiana is the home road splits. Their overall record, really good. They're undefeated at home. They're 0-3 on the road. So I don't exactly trust a winless team on the road against an Iowa team that, yes, is not as talented as it has been in years past, but we know how good the home court advantage is at Iowa. I still like the Hawkeyes. But I'm not going to take it now because I already missed a point and a half. I, at this point, I feel like you're just chasing. But I do think Iowa will win the game. Let it go. Let it go. Um, You probably don't even know what song that is, do you? Do you know that song? From Frozen? Okay. I didn't know if you knew Frozen or not. You don't have kids and you're too old for Frozen. So. I have. I cannot say that I'm a fan of the movie, but I know about it. Here I stand. Uh, somebody asked about UTEP. UTEP plus three and a half at Charlotte. Good defense, no offense, UTEP, Scott. Um, well, how are you supposed to have offense when you're in a mine half the time? Thank you. Thank you. I, thank just, thought, you. I just thought they were really young, the miners. No? Could be. Um, this is a uh, series that UTEP is uh, pretty much owned last year. Win by 23, win by 15. Charlotte not playing good basketball right now. Not a uh, haven't been a good team on the road. They uh, one and two uh, against the spread on the road and at or, uh, and straight up. <sighs> I like the way the Charlotte's. I like the way the Charlotte team is playing. I really do. They've uh, they're not afraid. Of, they've covered. They've covered some big numbers. Well, um, who would win in a battle, though? A miner or somebody who mines for gold? It's 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 a miner and a and a gold miner. It's the specialization. Yeah. <laughs> Reichel is definitely a big frozen guy. He's just shy. I believe. I believe that's true. Uh, Magellan Sports says hop on AC Milan live. Okay, get on that. I'm watching. Uh, 
Atletico right now. I really have been slacking on my Italian soccer coverage. I don't remember if Ibra's currently active or if he's still injured. We hit it pretty hard last year, didn't we? Uh, Italian soccer. Yeah, uh, we had a couple of soccer shows. Oh. I think it was mostly German. We were doing. Uh, we, we, we did a couple. We were doing the Bundesliga and La Liga, and uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot with with you, and uh, we had Valdis on as well. That was that was again some fun. Um, you should record. You should record on in, an intro song with you singing. <laughs> it's time for Scott and Scott again. Da, da. I mean, I just immediately think of the like George Costanza answering machine. If you know what I'm talking about. Uh, what was that? What was the deal? Re- refresh me. Uh, I'm I'm trying to remember the actual original show that it was for. Believe it or not. Oh, that's oh yeah. I was this is greatest American hero. Greatest American Hero, yeah, thank you. So we did a whole like remake of that for his answering machine. That's right. Bundesliga tomorrow, Scott. My God, how could I be so stupid to think Bundesliga is on Thursday? Like, kill me. It's I saw a- Bayern actually lost the game recently. They lost to uh Gladbach, which is a bit of a surprise, but Bayern has a bunch of COVID issues. So what what team did they lose to? Borussia Mönchengladbach. Look at your look at your Yiddish coming through there, buddy. It's not Yiddish. I'm trying to. I know it's not, not but that's where through the entire thing. That's that's where your gutturals come from. Well, Yiddish comes from Poland, so that's that's kind of a yeah. mix. Right there in the German in the Germanic family, right? Yeah, close enough. Okay, good. Um, what else we're looking at tonight, buddy? Any, anything anything else get your attention? Well, it's a pretty quiet card in the NBA. Uh, you have a couple of games. I know both of us ended up making a play of the day video on the same game, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. We did. But to go through the other games, I see Golden State's plus one and a half against Milwaukee. If Milwaukee was at full strength, I would take Milwaukee, but they're not. The issue is they don't have many guards because you have to talk about the fact that Drew Holiday's out. You're missing George Hill. Last game, they used Wesley Matthews as their point guard. I don't know if he's ever played point guard before, but when you have to go against a Golden State team that did, that ended up losing to Memphis. I can't say they got embarrassed. It was a good game. Memphis is a good team. But I do think that with a somewhat shorthanded Milwaukee team that's lost four or five, I really don't trust this team laying points. I think if you want to take Milwaukee to win, parlay it with Giannis 30-plus points because Giannis kind of has to go nuts if they're going to win the game. But I like Golden State here at plus money on the money line. Very good. Bill McDonald said he's new to the channel, wants to know if you make a living betting sports. Um, I know what you make from winners and whiners, so I'm going to say yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I of course, I gamble on sports. I also have a salary here, but yes, I bet every game that I give out. And not not in substantial amounts either. Um, you're, you are I know that you, the level you play, you play enough to make a living betting on sports. I don't, I don't always know your track record on everything you do, but I, I know I have that, confidence in what I do. Let's put it that way. Yep, yep. Uh, this is doggy dog world, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. Uh, George went one of my all time favorites. C Dub in the house. What's up, Chris? Uh, German game kind of sucks tomorrow. Oh man, just when I was getting all excited about watching the Bundesliga, and now they tell me they suck. Uh, Memphis first half is 11 and 0 last 11. Let's cash for 12 says Ben Campbell. Grizzlies playing good basketball right now, Scott. They really are. Hottest team in the league. Uh, I like them. I've got them as my uh, play of the day. 
Does that the only thing I worried about is that number seem trappy to you at just four and a half over the Timberwolves? Are we? That's are, why I stayed away from it because Minnesota's also played well. They have a lot of offensive firepower as well. I got the over as my play today. Just looking at both teams, I do think you'll see a lot of points. These teams have played twice this season. Uh, the first game went to overtime. Memphis ended up winning, and the other game was a blowout. But I'm looking at a situation where the line did seem a bit trappy to me, which is why I decided to take the total instead. But Memphis, realistically, should walk into 120. The question is, can Minnesota walk into 116? Yeah. And for your sake, I hope they don't. But I do think this game should get into the mid-230s, potentially low 240. I just I just think Minnesota's getting too much credit for reeling off four straight wins against the Clippers, the Thunder twice, and Houston. Yeah, that's you know? fair. Um, and I, wor- I worry about that defense uh, they've been playing. Um IUPUI first half under, that's not bad. That's you're under an IUPUI, so you're not going to get a counter argument from me. You know, I, I, ironically, I probably like the under in the IUPUI t- game tonight better than I did last time. I think there was a couple of red flags in retrospect last time, but you know, we just kind of did it because it's IUPUI. But uh, I, I like the defensive matchup tonight better than I liked it then. I think but the first half I think is solid as well. I will tell you guys if you like playing unders and teams that uh, that do check out Eastern Illinois. Uh, Jacob Houston checking in from the Frozen Pond. Likes the Blues on the puck line at plus 120 or Blues in reg against the Crackheads. Uh, Crackheads got waxed last night in Dallas. Second leg of back-to-back. Blues should win easily. Um, I like the Blues. They're a good team. Kraken? Where are you at on the Kraken? Uh, the Kraken are kind of where I thought they were going to be. They look like a below-average team that is somewhat in playoff contention because the Pacific Division's terrible, and that's kind of where they're at. They're not a good team. They might miss the playoffs. They're going to come nowhere near their point total for the preseason, but the the bottom of the Pacific is so bad that crazier things have happened. So they're kind of exactly the way that I thought an expansion team would look. They are who we thought they were. Um... You want to lay 16 and a half with UAB against a pretty, pretty, pretty bad FIU team. That's a I like UAB a lot. I, I think they're a really good team. Now, the issue that I have with the Blazers is the question of, can they score enough points to cover 16 plus points? Mm-hmm. I think they can. Florida International is winless on the road. They're really just not a good basketball team. But UAB, I think that they are probably the best team in the Conference USA this season. You can make an argument for a couple other teams, but it's either them or Louisiana Tech or potentially North Texas. But I do think those are the best three teams. UAB's also awful loss, losing to Rice last game. I think they should bury this team, but we'll see. I uh, I, I like the under in this game. Both of these, both of these teams play decent defense. Yeah, uh, FIU surprisingly plays better defense than you than you think, and uh, UAB uh, plays very very good defense. So I would probably lean under. I'm a little loath to give up that many points in a conference game, but if there's anybody that would do it, I would think UAB could could take care of business against this FIU team that's failed to cover the number six straight games. Uh, a couple of good trends there. Uh, ben Campbell brought up a Thunder plus seven against the Nets. Nets are 0 and 14 ATS at home, Scott. I believe full season they're four and sixteen, so they might be last fourteen home games, but they're not good at all at home when it comes to covering the number. Plus, they're on a back-to-back. There's no guarantee 
that Durant and Harden are going to play. I know Harden had a knee issue going into the Bulls game yesterday. He played anyway. So I think there is a chance after making that statement win, telling the league once again, like, you got to beat us. Like, we're, we're really good. I do think that they might take it easy against Oklahoma City tonight. Super Sly's got UAB minus eight. I do like that. That's I'm a fan of uh, teasing that down to eight. I think that I think you can cover eight. I, and, and they certainly have the they have they certainly have the skill to uh, to put up a big twenty plus victory. I agree that. It's, but hang on a second. You got you got UAB as on a teaser at minus eight. He said minus. Or? He said minus. He, he said I grabbed UAB at minus eight last night on my hedge. Play. I'm saying it's sixteen and a half. Did you tease it or did you take an alternative one? What'd you do? He must have teased it with it for a hedge. That's the only thing I can figure. It could be, but Uh, I I just noticed that and it called me off guard. Wright State. Uh, Speaking of psycho teams. I want to like that team just based on recent years, but this year they're clearly weaker than they usually are. But they're going against Bobby Morris tonight, bud. Yeah. Which has been a dreadful team. Three and 11 against the number so far. Two and 13 straight up on the season. Wright State's just covered four or 14 games, though. I just I don't know where I am on this team on the road. Now, obviously, Robert Morris, not a good team. Wright State has uh, reeled off six straight wins, Scott, but they've only covered half the half the games in that, and uh, they've kind of struggled with some with some big numbers. Where, where are you at? Is that number more playable here against, or against Robert Morris? How do these teams match up for you? I think you can make a serious argument that based on the current form of Wright State, this line is where it should be because you can toss out some of the early season games because they're playing such good basketball right now. But Robert Morris, they're not a good team. In fact, they're an awful team. But you're looking at the last couple of games. They've lost each of their last three games by six or less points. And you're looking at the last two, the last couple of games at home against IPFW, lost by six, played Cleveland State, lost by one play Youngstown lost by four. Having said all of that, I'm still taking Wright State. They're five and one in conference play. And I do really like the current form of this team. Give me the Raiders. Somebody asking about DePaul and Seton Hall, asking if you think that if he think that line feels trappy at Seton Hall minus is it four and a half? Six and a half, sorry. I think you're getting in the, I think you're getting in the right range. I mean this is Although this is a this is a dreadful DePaul defense for the most part, man. They I, I watched them play against Marquette last game. That second half was an absolute debacle. Not good, not good. Of course, we've seen them against we've seen them against St. John's, Villanova, Marquette, and Providence in their last four. Um, so yeah. you know that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good group. That and Seton Hall not quite to that level, but but close. I think there's I think they're second tier below those teams. Uh, it's the hall. It's the hall or pass for me, Scott. What do you What do you think? At first glance, the only play I'm interested in is Seton Hall team total over. I was going to say the Pauls just handing out 80 plus points to any team with a pulse. Yeah, I was going to say something something with an over there, but yeah, I like the team total over if you do have, um, if you do have that uh, available to you. Uh, Iowa and Wisconsin. We'll touch on that again real quick for everybody that to, uh, that joined us. Um, I liked Wisconsin. You liked Ohio State there. And I like Ohio State plus the three. Uh, I just think that this game should come down to the wire. But as for the money line, I think you're getting some value on Ohio State just because I think they're the more talented team and they are definitely the bigger team on the inside. But Wisconsin's tough to beat in the Kohl Center. So 50-50, I'll take the points. Indiana, I know you liked Iowa. That was probably our silver medal play for Bet the Farm. Um, I have to. When, when one team is undefeated at home, 
and the same team is 0-3 on the road, and you're on the road, I'm going to take Iowa as a pretty solid home team to cover four and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> Reichel's f- fading his alumni. Is, is, I'm consistent, is, man. Yeah, you I'm are. I'm consistent. You are. Uh, you like Georgetown getting one and a half against Beller? Um, yeah. Uh, I think at home, I'll take Georgia. Both teams stink, but Georgetown at home is at least better than on the road. The issue is the size. Georgetown has a couple of big men that I do think will cause matchup problems for Butler. I expect him to dominate on the glass. Okay, very good. All right, buddy, let's get to it. We uh, we, we kind of took a not a horrible beat yesterday. We don't have to call the cops. Maybe call the non-emergency line. We don't call 911, but we had uh, Jalen Brown over six and a half rebounds. He had five going into the fourth quarter and then threw up the big goose egg in the final stanza there. So we did not, uh, we did not get home, but we are ready to do it again. We've teased it a little bit today, Scott. Let's find out officially who it is. Get your overalls on. Climb aboard that John Deere. Fire that bad boy up because it's time once again to bet the farm. All right, if you were with us from the beginning of the show, somebody asked about this game. We promised it would come a little bit later and... Here it is. It's the Youngstown State Penguins minus the three points against Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky, 1-10 ATS, 0-5 ATS on the road. And this has been a homer series over the uh, last few years as the home team is 11-2 ATS the last 13 meetings. And Northern Kentucky has been outscored by 13.6 points per game this season. And finally... Should be a little bit of an advantage on the glass for the Penguins as Youngstown State ranks 96th in rebounding rate while Northern Kentucky checks in at 188. We like that price. We think it's a good number. And we are going to be all over the Penguins. Quack, 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 quack. Give me the Youngstown State Penguins minus the three points over Northern Kentucky Norse. Scott? It's always tough when you have to go against the Norse just based on the name but we got to do it. I'm the king of the Norse. King of the Norse. All right, guys, that's going to do it for our show here today. Once again, don't forget, we'll be doing our NFL show right around the corner. As long as it takes me to pee and set it up, we'll be back in about three minutes to do our NFL playoff breakdown. So uh, if if your boss is still gone, if you're still bored, join us for that as well. And that's going to do it for the show today. Thursday, in the can. Thanks very much for watching. As always, guys, Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash all those buttons that you can. We appreciate it, of course. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. We'll do it on Friday. Wrap the week up as Scott and I once again will be here to help you to head back to the window. You guys have a great day. We'll see you in a little while.